Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. It's great to have you here on The Clark Howard Show, where our mission is to serve you with advice and information that empowers you so you can make better financial decisions in your life. Your ultimate goal, that you learn ways to save more and spend less and avoid getting ripped off. What happens if you're on the edge of feeling like somebody's taking advantage of you? You're not sure if something's real or not. You have a question you don't know how to get an honest answer to. Well, I want to tell you, we try to help through our Team Clark Consumer Action Center. that has been here to serve you since 1993 for free one-on-one advice, guidance, and information. If you want to get that one-on-one guidance, go to clark.com slash CAC. In today's episode, there's been an increased number of travel questions because of the war in the Middle East, with cruise lines changing itineraries radically, tour operators canceling trips. What happens to you? What are your rights? What happens to your money? with a cruise or tour when there's a radical U-turn in the trip. I'm going to tell you. I'm also going to talk about something that hopefully you get a chance to use every day, a mattress, so you get a good night's sleep. We spend typically a third of our lives on that mattress. I got some information you got to know about getting a good night's sleep. So, I mean, stories everywhere. You pick up any general interest publication and you'll see in newspapers, you'll see online, anywhere, you'll see people with beefs about what's happening with people who paid big money for cruises or tours. We had this when Putin invaded Ukraine. And then we had it with the Hamas-Israeli fight. I mean, the tour operators, they're not going, right? The cruise lines, they're changing their tours. The ones that were going to go to Israel and Egypt and whatever else, all those trips are off. The tours just don't happen. The cruises reroute. So people book these cruises and tours because they wanted to go where they go. In the case of the tour operators, we've already had one big old line tour operator go belly up. And others are like, yeah, well, you know, read your contract. We don't give you your money back. In the best case, the tour operators say you have a credit towards future travel. With the cruise lines, every cruise line contract gives the cruise lines full latitude. I mean, let's say you're going on a 10-night cruise, and it shows this wonderful array of ports. And in the brochure, it'll say we're going to go here and there and Do you know the cruise contract says that all ports are subject to change and they are within their rights in the contract as happened with one of these cruises that was going to do all these stops in the Middle East? 
People are just going to be at sea the whole cruise. (laughs) They're not going anywhere. They're just at sea for a week or 10 days, whatever it was. And that's the way it plays. If you were booking a trip with a tour operator, tour operators, even of long standing and great reputation, can get into financial trouble. There can be a change of ownership and the new owners end up not knowing how to run the business and it goes bust. There can be any of a number of circumstances. Never, ever buy trip coverage, quasi-insurance, from the tour operator itself. Don't do it. And when you buy a tour, it's all about going to the place you're going. Pay the extra money for an independent trip insurance policy that gives you the right to cancel for any reason and get back 50, 60, or 75% of your money. So if they cancel the tour and you don't know if it's going to happen ever or it's never going to work for you at some point in the future and they got your money or the tour operator goes bust, uh, pretty much every policy covers supplier default, then that's what's going to get you back not all your money, but a decent amount of your money. Why did none of those policies allow you to cancel for any reason for a 100% refund? Because that's moral hazard. You've got to have skin in the game. Or people just say, ah, well, you know, don't like the weather forecast. I'm not going to go. Then the insurer is getting brutalized financially. So that's why you share in the law so that you don't make the decision lightly to cancel. I'll tell you a crazy one. There was a tour operator that went bust recently. Under the contract people had signed, believe it or not, the tour operator's lawyers had written a clause that in the event of bankruptcy, all funds are forfeited. How about that? You didn't even have a claim in bankruptcy court by the terms of the tour you purchased. And that's why you buy your own independent trip insurance policy. So the cruise lines, the cruise lines have this right to change the itinerary however they wish at any time. That happened to my wife and me on a cruise where we had a pretty drastic change of the trip. To us, you know, the the stops were nice, but not essential. But what if they are essential? With the cruise, again, The cruise line reserves for themselves the right to do these changes, and it's just life's tough, and that's it. So that's why, again, never, ever buy trip coverage from the cruise line. Never. Always buy your own independent policy. And if the ports are important to you, you buy cancel for any reason insurance in that case as well. And... Most of the time, everything goes like it's supposed to. This is all about when it doesn't. And when it doesn't, it's bad. (laughs) And we'll get these calls and it's like, man, there's nothing you can really do about this. Yeah, that's a bummer. Okay, well, I have a few travel-related questions. Phil in Ohio says, my wife and I recently booked a 10-day all-inclusive except for air travel, Rhine River Cruise, starting in Basel, Switzerland, and ending in Amsterdam for early June of 2024. My gosh, that sounds amazing. You going? I would love to. Our booking agent told us we should wait until February or March to book airfare. When do you think we should? 
So for June, that's good advice, February or March, because what the airlines do is they count on people who are worried, hey, I got a book now or else. And so the airlines play this game where very early they post extremely high airfares. I mean, just crazy high airfares. And they uh, grab a lot of people that way. And then uh, usually about four months out or so is when you may find the best deals. There was some math recently that said for international, 70 days out was kind of a key trigger. But there's also been a different pattern of late with international that is significant to you. The airlines have been charging much higher than normal fares to Europe because there was a lot of what was referred to as revenge travel, and that's dissipating. And the fares internationally, especially to Europe, have been going down, down, down recently. So I want you to set up a fare alert using any of the travel search engines that you like. I really like the fare alert that Google has at google.com slash flights and put in your destination in Europe and track the fares and they'll send you alerts when the fare moves down. And for June, if you had asked me last June, I would have told you that a coach ticket from the Midwest would have been uh, $1,600 June of 23. June of 24, I think they potentially are going to be below 1000 round trip. And make sure you do a fair alert out of New York too, right? Oh, and gosh, you just... How did you know what I was going to say been next? around you just, you you just too long. read my mind. Sorry. By far, the cheapest fares to Europe historically are from two airports, Boston and New York. And New York's cheaper than Boston. Fares <laughs> are better out of New York to Europe. But again, a lot of really good deals have been happening out of Boston. And you from the Midwest can get to New York or Boston really cheaply, separate ticket and do the trip over. Plan to spend a day doing the Freedom Trail in Boston or going to sightsee in New York. You don't want to push it. You want to get there one day early and use it as a, a buffer day because of all the flight problems the airlines have. You don't want to miss your flight overseas for your cruise and get to Europe three days before your cruise is going to go because of the continuing cancellations that the airlines are having with international flights because of pilot and crew shortages. We're adding a lot of costs now. I'm adding a lot more adventure, a lot more excitement. Look, okay. they're doing a 10-day fantastic trip across Europe. Yep. So I just made it a 14-day adventure. Two weeks. I love it. Terry in North Carolina says, I'm planning a trip to Japan in November of 2024. I've lost 60 pounds since my passport was issued and plan to lose another 40 before the trip. Fantastic. Needless to say, I look quite different from my passport photo. Should I get a new passport with an updated photo before my trip? If yes, how soon before the trip should I do this? I don't want to be sweating it next October waiting for my passport to arrive. Thanks. And if you can speak in some guidance to, on getting a great deal on a flight to Tokyo, that would be great too. So Terry, what I've read about this is that you're okay with your existing passport, even with a significant weight loss. 
And I'm going to do more reading on it because I haven't read of late about that. And I want to make sure, and if I'm wrong about that, we're going to correct that. But to my knowledge, you don't need to do a new passport. You know, you explain the circumstances, you explain the weight loss. And if anybody even asked, I think you'll be fine. I'd be before and after pictures on my phone too. That's a great idea. As far as the tickets to Tokyo, Japan is really in right now for travel. Europe, as I said, is not as in. Japan is really in. So tickets have been very costly to Japan. Giving yourself some time before you buy a ticket to Japan would definitely be to your advantage. As to how long I'd wait, November. November is off, off, off season. And I'm going to freak you out, but the fairs tend to post the good fairs for travel November through March, tend to post in August. That's a long time to wait. Uh, What is that? September, October. That's three months before your travel. And I hope you can have the patience to wait. But again, set up a fair alert. And if a really good deal comes up that you feel good about, go ahead and buy it. Richard in Connecticut says, your recent comments on the U.S. passport book and passport card were correct. I have one detail to add. I also get the passport card to take on domestic trips, and I keep it in a different place from my driver's license. In case I lose my license, I can use the passport card as identification to fly home. I realize there is a procedure to to handle a lost ID with the TSA, but the extra $30 for the passport card is worth the peace of mind. Also, I don't want to take my passport book unnecessarily because replacing that is a pain in the neck. Thanks, Clark, for everything you do. Richard, you are so wise. This, This has come up. How many different posts and questions have we had about whether people should buy the passport card? I do it as regular course where I pay the extra for the passport card good for 10 years. But what I do, and I don't do it for myself. I've done it for my family members. I have global entry and I have my global entry card that's acceptable at TSA checkpoints. And so I have it in a pocket in my carry-on suitcase. And if my wallet gets stolen and I lose my driver's license, I still have an acceptable form of government ID, which is exactly what Richard's talking about. Having that backup in your carry-on in some way where you don't have to go through that crazy procedure with TSA when all your ID's gone. I mean, I I remember we had a post from somebody who used their Sam's Club card (laughs) when their wallet... Was still, well, they had lost their driver's license, but they still had their Sam's Club card. And TSA decided that was okay. That's crazy. Well, the important if, thing. If you were running the TSA, it would be okay. Sam's or your yeah, Costco Sam's card. Sam's or Costco yeah, card. You're yeah. legit. Oh, yeah. Go you're a through. real person. Yeah. Come on through. <laughs> <laughs> so I appreciate the suggestions. And it's funny. You know, I was thinking about. How many travel questions we get now and travel comments we have now and the cycle we went through where in 20 and 21, it was all travel problems for trips people weren't taking. And then there was this shift in 22 
where their revenge travel really was a real thing. We got so many. We do, and I can't read questions. them all. So please, like, I, I do have to limit them. But our consumer action center sometimes some people have advice on travel if you want to call them too. But we can't we can't become the travel show. We can't. No, I love travel. I know. Should I do a separate travel podcast? Uh, sure. I know you want another job. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, coming right ahead, though, we're going to talk about making sure you get your sleep. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. A price trend is your friend. Let me tell you, the data continues to be so positive for you on the oversupply of mattresses in the United States that if you've been sleeping on an older mattress too long or you hate the mattress you have, it is time for you to get a new one. Let me tell you, one of the premium companies, Sleep Number, has had a 13% drop in sales, which in a manufacturing sense, that's a very large drop. Manufacturers are looking for gains of a couple of percent or declines of a couple of percent. I mean, this is really rough. The mattress industry is in what the financial press refers to as recessionary levels, meaning Demand has fallen off a cliff. There are far too many manufacturers of mattresses in the U.S., and the opportunity to save is so great. You know, the mattresses, my wife and I bought a new mattress earlier this year, and we bought a new King for $499. Not with box spring, just the mattress, $499. Best mattress we've ever owned. The price points have gotten so good across the industry from twin all the way to Cal King. The prices are probably inflation adjusted the best ever. But there's a requirement I have when I buy a mattress because if you hate a mattress, what do you have? You've got just a problem. My wife and I bought a mattress probably 10 years ago. I will never make this mistake again. Hated it, hated it, hated it. What kind of guarantee was there on that mattress? Nothing. You both hated it? I hated it, hated it, hated it. She was just okay with it. Okay, yeah. You have to have a great mattress. Like you said earlier, you spend a third of your life on it. Right. And so we were stuck with it. And it's hard to give away a mattress. We found one charity that would take 
donation of a mattress. In some states, you can't even donate a mattress. They just become landfill stuff. I mean, it's a, a real thing. So one of the things that's happened in the mattress business are these guarantees that some companies offer, others don't, where you have uh, three months, five months, six months, something like that, where if you don't like it, they give you your money back. Don't fall for pale imitations where they say they give you a credit against another mattress. I mean, if you already bought from a place you didn't like, do you want another one from them? No, you don't. You want your money back. You want clean slate. Try again. And know that the competition is so severe that we're not even at a time of year that usually mattresses are heavily promotional. But that's coming up right after the first of the year because you go into a general merchandise retailer or warehouse club. What do you see in January? They got all that empty floor space. They put furniture and mattresses out there. So if you're not getting a good night's sleep, know the deals are the best ever. You're going to see them. You're going to be able to do that next month. All right, we'll go to questions now. Catherine in Michigan says, is missingmoney.com legit? It says I have some money available, but I hesitate to give my social security number and it's required to file the claim. Totally legit. Missingmoney.com is the real deal. There are others with names similar. They're not the real deal. If uh, There's money for so many of us that is sitting there unclaimed for so many different reasons. There's a industry site for various states, kind of like a trade association for the states, called unclaimed.org. There are states that don't participate in the missing money database. But the easiest place to start is missingmoney.com. You have to give your social security number because that's how these claims are tracked. It is considered to be a legitimate use of your social security number. And it's a great way, particularly if you have an unusual last name like you do, Krista, Mm -hmm. that you can be a hero to relatives because you can go on and you can find money for relatives. You don't give your social security number until you're filing a claim for money that they found. Thank you. you. Yeah. So any site that wants it up front, uh uh-uh. But yeah, I've found money for relatives. I found money for myself not that long ago. How much did you find? It was like $167. Did you go through all the hassle of the paperwork yet? I I went through all of it. I got the check and then I accidentally wrote like void across it because I thought it was a different check. It was a nightmare. (laughs) So I had to write to the state and send another. I went through a lot of paperwork and I got a replacement check and I cashed that sucker. Good for you. Okay, uh, next question is from Stephen in Alabama. You recently shared on your show about using large batteries as a home backup generator. Did you get yours at Costco? And what brands or types do you recommend? So, Stephen, I have bought two from Costco for myself and family members and one from Sam's Club. The most recent one I got was from Sam's. And they're just getting better and better and better. The amount of power they hold. The one I got recently from Sam's has solar panels with it. And the reviews I read online, people say the solar panels work really well. They're not a gimmick. So if you have a power outage, you have this battery backup that is recharging from solar while you're using it. 
And you've got to spend real time reading about the items, pay close attention to the reviews, not necessarily what the promotional stuff says from the manufacturer to see, will it run the things that really matter? In my case, there are three things I want from a generator. I want it to run the refrigerator for a decent period of time. I want it to run LED lighting for a decent period of time. And the third thing, I want it to be able to run a space heater in the winter, you know, a little electric space heater. Those are going to pull some amperage. So you got to make sure that it has enough power to it that it will do that for a decent period of time. I mean, it's, it's such a pain when you have to throw everything away out of your refrigerator freezer. The other thing I forgot because I never think about cooking. <laughs> My wife has a little cooktop that plugs into the generator that can heat up, you know, like a can of soup or whatever. And some people use them to run a microwave, but you have to get one a pretty good power output to be able to run a variety of those items at the same time, letting you basically live in your house with inconvenience, but not necessarily discomfort. And before we got the whole house generator, we always had an extra, because we have a gas grill outside, we always kept an extra tank there just in case, because you can cook on that too. And um, I know there's been a lot of uh, pushback. There's a reaction against electric vehicles in the country, but a lot of the breakthroughs with batteries have happened because of utility scale batteries and batteries for electric vehicles that have led to the extreme advancements in these portable generators for homes that run on battery backup and solar panels. Robin in Pennsylvania says, I've been holding on to a $10,000 check that I received from my auto insurance policy for a totaled car from an accident. I'm looking to purchase a used car of that same value. Should I pay cash for the car or finance the car and put the money in an interest savings account? My credit score is 786 and I'm thinking the loan's interest rate should be low. Thanks for all the valuable knowledge you share with us. Well, Robin, uh, first things first, please deposit that check in an interest earning savings account. A check sitting there earning nothing is a wasting asset. So until you find the new to you used car you want to get, earn 5% plus on that money, which is what you can earn in savings right now. I want you to put the emphasis on that. Second thing, I neglected to say the most important thing first I hope that you were not injured in the accident that totaled your car and that no one else was injured in that accident. As to whether you pay cash or finance, interest rates on auto loans have gone up a fair amount as interest rates generally have in the economy. If you can pay cash, pay cash because a used car loan is a higher interest rate than a new car loan to boot on top of that. So I just pay cash and know you don't have any payments you have to worry about. And, oh, I get to wear a Santa hat? Yep. We're going to talk about Christmas kids. And I brought along a few wish lists from the kids in foster care that we're trying to help this holiday season. So Santa Clark, take it away. So this is our 33rd year of Clark's Christmas Kids, where we ask generous souls to donate so that children in foster care can wake up to gifts Christmas morning that they have wished for. Uh, these kids have been through a lot. They 
move again and again from foster home to foster home to foster group home on like that because for whatever reason their parents are no longer able to care for them. These kids are not having the experience of other kids and at least I want them to know an absolute stranger cares about them enough that they will have gifts Christmas morning. Christy, you got some examples you want to yeah, give? Yeah, so this one I have, actually, why don't you read the first one? Because I think he's the kind of kid you might want to take care of. Aiden is 11, and Aiden would like a football or basketball, a handheld game player, or Legos, and um, make sure that you leave Legos strewn around on the floor yeah. so that people can step on them barefoot. It feels <laughs> Nothing great. Nothing worse. Okay, so football. He's Football's your life. Football is my life. And then Benjamin is 18, so he's aging out of the foster care system, and he wants personal care items like for his hair, skin, or bath set. Um, also a skateboard with a helmet and um, speakers, which you can get a really good deal on speakers nowadays. And then we have India, who's one year old. Just a baby. Yep. And uh, so we've decided for India what she's going to get for Christmas. Well, that her foster parents yeah, because the group home. India's yeah. too young to decide. So India doesn't know this, but what she asked for is an educational learning toy, Legos, have to be Legos that are age like the appropriate. The big Duplo blocks, maybe, yeah. yeah. And uh, Fisher-Price or Play School toy. And so the way this works is if you go to ClarksChristmasKids.com, you can help out one of these children in foster care. And this has worked for a third of a century because it's spoken to you. And it's worked for the kids. So I hope if you've never heard of Clark's Christmas Kids, or you haven't been able to participate, or maybe not in recent years, but you can again, I hope you'll go check out ClarksChristmasKids.com. Whatever your generous heart and your wallet can afford, I hope you'll help out a child or children this Christmas. Thank you so much. Those of you who watch our YouTube show, I hope you like Krista's uh, reindeer reindeer thingies Mm -hmm. and my Santa hat. Now, I don't know what hers was. My Santa hat was $1.25 at Dollar (laughs) Tree. So, remember, be thrifty every single day. Because then that gives you the options. That gives you the choices and the freedom to do other things. Like, help out these children. Have a great day.